Well, hello and welcome to another edition of Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham, where Team Needham discusses everything healthcare. I am your host, along with my producer, Lindsay, today. And today we have the privilege of having Dr. Suzanne, Susan Ashley on the line from um, Family Practice in Liberty Lake. And she is going to be talking about a specific treatment that she uses called NAD, and she can get into some of the science of that. It's a abbreviation for a big, long word and how it can treat. Um, different addictions, alcohol addiction, methamphetamine addiction, opioid addiction, and some other things too. So you will, um, I think, learn a lot in this in this episode and learn how, you know, some traditional methods of treating addictions have not worked and how Dr. Ashley has some great success stories with what she's been doing. So Dr. Ashley, welcome to our show. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about your history um, and what got you into um, this NAD, and then we'll um, talk a little bit about the specifics of it. Sure. Well, I'm um, I'm a board certified in family medicine, been practicing family practice for about 20 years when I started taking an interest in uh, anti-aging and regenerative medicine. So I received a board certification in that as well. And that's where you learn, really learn the good stuff, uh, the fun stuff about how to slow down Absolutely. the aging. So many different treatments that aren't available in the traditional medical world, including things like bioidentical hormones and that kind of thing. So, um, and about two years ago, I attended a a conference and they were discussing this product called NAD that I'd never heard of. And what they were describing seemed too miraculous for me to be truthful. I knew I needed to, to learn more. Um, and so I did, I, I went to uh, the New Orleans area and received my training there um, and, uh, and have been using it on a variety of, of patients, mainly for substance abuse. Uh, but it is, it, it works like nothing else I've ever seen. So tell us some specifics about, about NAD, what it is and some of the science behind it without getting too geeky about it. But tell us some why it works and, and how it works. So NAD stands for nicotinamide adenine dinucleotide. Wow, that's a big word. Let's say that fast. <laughs> but it's a fancy uh, word for it. it's a, it's a, actually a cofactor of vitamin B three. So, um, so it's a, a a vitamin therapy, and it's been around since the 1950s when it was first uh, found to treat uh, alcoholism. <clears throat> and um, so since then, uh, it has been perfected. Uh, and many different protocols for, to treat all kinds of substance abuse. And it's interesting, in the um, 70s, it, Alcoholics Anonymous, AA, used to recommend NAD for all their clients because they found it to be so successful in taking away the cravings for alcohol. Wow. But then, <clears throat> then they found they took, so it was actually on their brochures and everything. And then they, with a new leadership, they took the recommendation away because they found that people that that completed a course of NAD um, then weren't attending AA meetings anymore because they were essentially cured and did not feel the need to have to attend. And so their membership went down and, and so they, they quit recommending it. But um, wow. the way it works is, is you, you give it, you have to give it an IV because you want a, a, a high concentration and you want to drive it through the blood brain barrier and get it into the brain where it can work. And it helps to correct the areas in the brain that have been damaged by years of substance abuse, including the receptors of your neurotransmitters like dopamine 
and um, and so it corrects those areas. And when it uh, after about well, a, a typical course is ten days, and it eliminates the cravings for drugs and alcohol with a ninety-two percent success rate. Wow, there's really nothing like it. You know, rehab is uh, has about a twenty to twenty-five percent success rate, and the average. A patient will go through a rehab center seven to eight times to be able to come off their addiction. So um, we just we we don't have that issue with NAD. Wow, that's that's a um, pretty compelling compared to our traditional rehab type um, situations where you're telling me they have to go through seven times before they really get any right. benefit from it. Right. And we've approached uh, several of the inpatient rehab centers here to see, hey, do you want to start adding this? You know, you would be so much more successful. And they didn't have any interest, um, which is unfortunate uh, because <clears throat> if it really if it really cures the patient, then they, they count on repeat business. Right. So they count yep. on being a revolving door of patients. And, so, you know, they count on that failure rate. So uh, they, they just weren't interested. Yeah, and now you're so it, it. We kind of see that a lot in traditional medicine, and I'm so glad that you stepped out and you know started looking at regenerative medicine and anti-aging medicine, and we're so good at treating symptoms, you know, but we don't fix the problem. And I think one of the things is, is why we don't fix the problem is because follow the money. Um, we live in a sick care. Our system is a sick care system, and it likes keeping people sick. I know some people don't like hearing that, but I truly, honestly believe that. What are your thoughts on that, Dr. Ashley? Oh boy, I couldn't have said it better myself. And it's really, um, it's really sad, you know, and insurance doesn't pay for this, right? So they, they, they should, I mean, imagine the money that insurance could actually save by not paying for rehab seven times. Um, and, uh, but, but it's, it's, uh, it's, I, I beat my head against the door quite a lot with these kind of things. You know, it's, it's the same with bioidentical hormones It's the same with supplements, um, other things to help slow the aging process to really, to really help us to be more vibrant in life. <clears throat> and they don't pay for anything like that. They pay for sickness and, and pharmaceutical drugs. And you have to understand pharmaceutical drugs finance medical schools, you know, so there's a whole yep. year of pharmacology. We have a whole year of pharmacology. We have one hour of nutrition. Um, it's, it's very, it's very biased. Absolutely. I can, I can attest to that being a pharmacist, the biggest donors to pharmacy schools are drug companies. So, and, and it does just seem that, you know, drug companies are in bed with insurance companies in bed with, you know, some of the big healthcare entities like the rehab facilities, like the big hospitals, like the big clinics. I mean, they're, they're all inclusion together. I mean, I, I really honestly believe that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it is certainly true. Um, and, um, you know, the other thing I've seen with the NAD is that it not only eliminates the cravings, it takes away the withdrawal. So we've had patients coming in um, who were drinking a gallon of vodka a day and, wow. and eat, were even drinking that the day before treatment and came in, you know, shaking um, and they're and normally would never have an alcoholic quit that amount all of a sudden because you could throw them into DTs. Absolutely. And to, uh, markedly reduce their withdrawal. And so um, they'll have a little nausea, you know, maybe some muscle cramping, but they just sail through it. And by day three is typically the worst. By day five, they really, 
starting to uh, improve drastically. And the other thing that the NAD does is it treats anxiety and depression. And every patient with substance abuse of any kind has anxiety, depression, those kind of comorbidities. And, uh, and it treats that. And they, you know, they don't feel anxious anymore. They're often able to come off of uh, medications for those ailments. And um, so it's, uh, it, it, it treats several different things at once. So, and, and a lot of times, probably, I mean, you know, you can comment on this. I'm asking your expert opinion. A lot of times, you know, they, their addiction might be rooted in that they have depression or anxiety. So they're actually self-medicating um, to, treat those, to treat those symptoms. Is that correct? That's correct. That's correct. Now, we do still recommend uh, mental health counseling because to get to that point where you're using alcohol or meth, um, a very common combination is alcohol and meth. Uh, or opiates, you know, how did you get to that point to begin with? And oftentimes these um, patients don't have the best of lives or they're going home to a, a relationship that's not very good or not very supportive. And, and so they, there is a lot of mental health counseling that still needs to be dealt with in, those, in that regard, but they're able to, to actually do the work um, in the mental health field because they're not constantly thinking and, and desiring their drug Right. So you, you do an IV therapy and is it daily for seven days? Is that how that works? Tell me, tells me a little bit about the protocol. Yeah. Uh, it's daily for 10 days. Um, benzos, so that's your Xanax, you know, Ativan, they, that requires 12 days. Uh, but m- most of them is 10 days and they're there for anywhere from six to eight hours a day. So it's not just to put the IV in, shoot it in and you're done. It's a slow drip. And uh, if you turn it up too quickly, they'll have, uh, they can have uh, vomiting, nausea, vomiting. Okay. And then we also give them, while they're here, um, IV nutrients because they're always deficient in the B vitamins and amino acids, vitamin C. So we, magnesium is a big one they're deficient in. So we, we give that to them IV as well and then have them take the kind of these kind of vitamins uh, throughout the day. Okay. So there is NAD available. Um, over-the-counter supplement oral form and you're right. recommending that that's just not high enough dose you can't get high enough concentrations to really treat um, addictions like this no in fact the oral NAD really doesn't work because our stomach acid degrades it so quickly and we do have NAD at the lozenge that you dissolve under the tongue and so it's absorbed there um, and uh, and so I recommend everybody over age 50 be on that because our production of NAD declines as we age kind of like everything Right. Uh, so, but uh, but no, for that for if you're wanting to treat a drug addiction, you have to have very high levels of it, and you can't attain it orally. Okay. So you mentioned um, you, you you mentioned the alcoholic the, was drinking a gallon of vodka a day. Can you tell me a little bit about that story? How did that process um, progress? You you put on a ten day treatment plan, and how did that progress? How did she do? Um, she did very well, and she. She, she had a lot of anxiety and, and depression as well. She actually worked in the medical field. Um, and so <clears throat> around day five, that, uh, that, that anxiety and depression started to lift, and she was just a, a new person at the end of it. And she, we follow up on these patients because I want to know, all right, how are they doing, you know, at weeks, at a month, at six months. Um, and she said that for the first time ever, she was able to go to the grocery store and walk through the alcohol section without, without even looking at it, without any, you know, desiring it um, at all. 
And so that, that was huge. Yeah, yeah, that is so cool. That is really cool. What a great story that is. So you've treated uh, methamphetamine addiction also, is that correct? Correct. Meth is, uh, unfortunately, is rampant in our society. And, and we've had patients that, if you look at them, they don't look like a classic meth user because you see the classic meth user being the one with horrible skin, they're missing their teeth, and they're, you know, they're, they weigh 98 pounds. Um, these were professionals working. They use meth every day. They can't, wow. they can't get rid of it. And, of course, it's doing that damage to the brain. Um, and so there's nothing that treats meth. You know, I mean, there, there, there's nothing. You just have to tell them, oh, cold turkey. Well, cold turkey doesn't really work very well. So, um, but no, it's the same. It's a, it's a little bit different protocol. Protocol alcohol has its own protocol. Meth has a, a little bit different dose, you know, versus the opiates, um, your painkillers. And, um, but no, we do very well. In fact, not like I said, most, a lot of people combine meth with alcohol. It's, it's not uh, uncommon for a patient to have various drugs. I don't just drink right. I also meth or also, and I also take a few Percocets a day or, uh, you know, it, you've got to treat all of it. They have all of it. Like they can't say, yeah, I, I take two Percocets uh, every three hours and I drink alcohol. I just want to get off the alcohol. Well, it, it won't work. You have to, you have to get off all of it. Right. So we, we know there's a, you know, it's been in the news a lot lately, or, or at least over the last few years, maybe not so recently, but um, opioid addiction is just rampant across the country. And that's not just heroin, you know, um, but it's, it's legal prescription, you know, Oxycontin is the biggest one. So I'm sure you've seen a lot of that in your practice. And can you tell me how NAD has helped some of those patients? Yeah, heroin use is uh, also more common than you would think, and it usually starts with uh, something like OxyContin. Then it becomes too expensive, so they they switch to heroin, which is much cheaper. Uh, um, and so, and I and uh, heroin and meth use is another common one that they'll use together. But uh, the heroin is same as uh, you know it's under that opiate, so it's a kind of protocol, and. They'll go through the, um, have some withdrawal symptoms around day two, three, four, um, but minimal compared to if they try to do that on their own. Like any patient that's addicted to opiates, if they try to just stop on their own, it won't kill them, but they're going to feel like they want to die, right? So For sure. takes that away. And um, and we have the different medications to help if they are having a lot of nausea, you know, we treat that and make them more comfortable. But again, it's around day five, they emerge this different person altogether. Um, so we've been very successful with um, opiates. We've treated uh, as young as age 14. Um, and then uh, as uh, the top age has been around 75. You know, he's drank his whole life and he just wants to get rid of it. <clears throat> so... Um, and, uh, and the teenagers, they sometimes get into their parents' drug cabinets and start taking these things and they uh, can get addicted to them quite quickly. Yeah, for sure. That's, a, that's, a, that's definitely sad. So what, what do you see with these people's pain levels after you get them off, off the opioids and treat them with NAD? How is their pain levels? Do they, do they still have pain or is that more of a, they were just medicating themselves for the addiction? It's more medication for the medication for the addiction. They might start off with pain. 
which was treated, say a back injury or a surgery, it was treated with opiates, but then the, they continued with the opiates and, and now they're just treating that, you know, they're, they're, they're treating their addiction. Um, though it does help chronic pain as well. So it does help to, uh, to minimize pain. Um, now, I, I do think it's useful with the, the DEA, as you know, has uh, put in some pretty uh, tough restrictions on doctors prescribing opiates. And, and, and that really was needed because we were over prescribing. And that led, you know, because we were told, oh, it's not addictive if you treat appropriately. Yep. Take it every day. Well, that was a lie perpetuated by the drug companies. So, yep. um, so we've, we've created a lot of these problems. I agree. Um, you know, I was I graduated from pharmacy school back in 1994 from the University of Washington, and I remember back then. Maybe you can attest to this. They used to teach us all the time how tr pain was undertreated, especially in the elderly. So the next thing they taught us was that, hey, yeah, you know, as long as they're in pain, they won't get addicted. So, you know, just keep it, you know, prescribing more. And then, you know, here we are 25 years later. Um, I think it just, you know, you see the, the pendulum really swung. And, you know, I think we, we, we went too far, just like you said. Right, right. Um, and then, <clears throat> so when the doctors say, oh, sorry, I can't give you any more pain pills. And, uh what's the patient do? You know, they go to a methadone clinic, which is not comfortable. I have a patient, she, she was made an addict by her physician and um, uh, prescribed Oxycontin. He was in huge doses of this stuff along with Percocet and so forth. Anyway, so <clears throat> he cut her off, said, you got to go to methadone clinic. I got to get you out. You know, the DEA is coming down my back. I got to get you off this stuff. So she goes to the methadone clinic and she has to go there every day for her drug and then as soon as she gets her methadone there are people there saying i'll buy your methadone from you will you sell me your methadone you know so she's surrounded by this environment that right. she doesn't like, but she can't get off the methadone and uh and so we've been able to help her as well methadone um methadone actually takes longer than 10 days it, it typically takes about 12 to 14 days because of its very long half-life right uh, but yeah so there's You've got those kind of issues. I also prescribe, you know, Suboxone for patients that want it. That, that, um, but it's it's better than using opiates. But it's not to me. It's not a good answer because now you're on another drug for the rest of your life. Right. I mean, the the whole theory is that we, you know, we should be able to get them off their drug, and they don't need that drug. Right. Um, you know, they mm -hmm. should just be able to to keep their body healthy by the way they eat, by the way they exercise, by the way they sleep after you get them cleared of that drug therapy, for sure, in, in my opinion. And when you think about what a methadone clinic does, I mean, you just said that just now, and I just realized, I mean, you know, so they've just traded, you know, an Oxycontin um, addiction for a methadone addiction. I mean, really, that's what we've done. Is that correct in those methadone right. clinics? Yeah, and, and methadone's a horrible drug, horrible I mean, it kills a lot of people because it's, well, you know, being a pharmacist, the way it's metabolized and the yep. way it built them. And uh, so I don't, I don't really, I don't, that was not, to me, it was not a good answer at all. Yeah, no. Uh, well, go ahead. And um, this NAD is so successful. I, I just wish I could really get the word out there. Uh, and I wish I could get insurance to pay for it. We could be, we could help because it's not cheap. I mean, it's an expensive product to us. Yep. Specialized pharmacy um, that that compounded, and um, uh, so a, a typical ten day treatment costs about eight thousand dollars. 
Um, but it's it's cheaper than rehab by thousands and thousands. Well, and not only that, I mean, rehab, I think it's cheaper. Rehab is probably like $30,000, I'm guessing. I'm, I'm sure it depends and it varies widely. Um, but again, look at the consequences if they and their lost opportunity cost if they stay addicted to those drugs. I mean, eight thousand right. dollars is a is is pennies really when you think about it, because um, it's pretty easy to eat up in drug addiction. Eight thousand mm-hmm. dollars, even if it's not in the drug cost, in a lot of other other indirect costs, it sure is easy to eat up that kind of money. Right, right. Well, and I've had patients where they're spending four or five thousand a month. On, on their drug of choice, I you know so. Wow. Yeah, eight thousand is nothing. It really saves in the long run. Plus, it repairs. Them. It gives their you know it, it can help establish their relationships back, get their families back. Right. Um, it, it essentially gives them their health back. Right. Yeah. Right. So tell me about um, NAD and um, its uses in other diseases like Alzheimer's and Parkinson's. Right, so we use it in neurodegenerative disease, so that would be Parkinson's, traumatic brain injury, dementia of any kind. Um, and for the same reason, crosses the blood-brain barrier, helps to repair areas in the brain. For for these kind of things, we, we use it for five days. Um, but we have used it, for example, we had a patient with dementia that was severe enough to be in a nursing home. And she wasn't communicative. She didn't really recognize her daughter. The daughter said, I want to try just one more thing, one last thing. Um, so we did five days of the NAD, and we followed by um, stem cells, IV. And she said in three weeks, her mom woke up. She was smiling. She, was, she could recognize the daughter. You know, she was still living at the nursing home, um, but she, her whole personality changed. It was um, like waking up again. She was able to go out to eat with her daughter, you know, enjoy lunch, those kind of things, which she couldn't do before. Um, and then we've used it for Parkinson's as well. Um, it helps their balance tremendously. And it helps that it's, it's not a cure. None of these things are a cure, but it does help to slow the progression, repair some of the damage. So ideally you'd want, if a patient wanted to be really aggressive about it, you would repeat the treatment every three to six months just to help slow it down. Okay. Yeah, that, that makes sense because it is a progressive disease. And we that's one of the things about both most forms of dementia and Parkinson's is we don't, we haven't really found any way to stop the progression. We found drugs that can treat some of the symptoms, but stopping the progression is, is pretty difficult. We haven't found a, a way yet that I know of. No, it's, it's a horrible disease. Dementia, Alzheimer's, it just robs your, your very being. So speaking of that, then I guess really the thought is um, you have to prevent those diseases, correct? Correct. Yeah. So tell us, be, being a regenerative medicine and anti-aging specialist, tell us how we can prevent some of those mental-type diseases like that. Um, it comes to the advice your mama probably told you, diet. Okay, <laughs> and eat the sugar, try to reduce the grains, the starch, the processed foods, the, the, the bad trans fats, you know, um, Eliminate those foods. Uh, exercise, because ex- physical exercise is good for the brain as well. And keep your weight down. And um, and then there are a lot of different brain supplements, which can be very useful. I mean, just good old fish oil, but make sure it's a, a, a good brand of fish oil. Doesn't have any mercury in it, those kind of things. So if a person would just do that, they'd be way ahead of the game. 
And what about neurohormones? I mean, I've been studying a lot on progesterone and it's and, and how it works in the brain and how it's metabolized to allopregnitolone. So can you speak a little bit about hormone replacement and, and brain activity? Yes. Um, so the male brain is highly dependent on testosterone. And um, testosterone, um, as it declines, causes that brain fog. So in, in men, we'll frequently uh, give testosterone, DHEA, pregnenolone, like you were saying, and then the female brain is highly dependent on estrogen. So women going through menopause and then they think they have Alzheimer's because they, they can't, you know, they, they get that brain fog and it's fuzzy. And so we'll give them bioidentical hormones and then with the DHEA, pregnenolone again, and, uh, uh, and, and all that reverses. And there's some good studies showing that these hormones help to reduce the risk of um, Alzheimer's or other dementias long term. Yeah, I've seen those. So what you're basically saying is when men or women get into their 40s and 50s and they have this brain fog or possibly some kind of mental issues, maybe depression, they don't really maybe lack um, Prozac. They might lack hormones, correct? Correct, correct. Yeah, and especially, um, I can't tell you how many men we had come in here and they, their doctors had told them that they're depressed and or they're, and, they're, and they're anxious and they don't have any motivation. And all they have is a low testosterone. You give that back, they don't need Prozac. You give that back, you get it to restore to a more youthful level, and they wake up, and all of that is lifted again. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, we one of the things is is you, you you talked about you want to get the word out. That's one of the goals of our podcast about about the treatments that you're doing, the NAD treatment, the bioidentical hormone treatment. We want to educate and empower consumers with this podcast that people are in charge of their own health. And they need to take charge of their own health. And the only way some of them can do, most anybody can do that is through education. So we have doctors like yourself on. So um, patients know that there are choices out there. And, um, you know, so speaking of choices, um, in our last couple minutes, uh, Dr. Ashley, how, what would you like to sum up uh, your, the, your, your message today? And how can people get a hold of you? Well, they can um, reach me at my clinic, Family Medicine, Liberty Lake. Um, and if they just Google me, liberal leg, I mean, I come right up. Um, but the message is that uh, any kind of substance abuse, you don't have to be a slave to it anymore. I mean, there is help for that. And with a 92% success rate, um, and you can say goodbye to that aspect of your life and get on to your life and become that person that you were really put here for, that you're really meant to be. That's awesome. I, I, I really appreciate it. Well, you have definitely educated me over the last half hour. I really appreciate it. I know you're a busy person and busy with patients, and um, I appreciate you taking the, the time out of your busy schedule to um, meet with us today and educate our listeners and viewers. So thank you very much, Dr. Ashley. Thank you. Yep. You've been listening to Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham. And tomorrow... Don't miss out. We will have Spike Owen on. He will be talking about free market healthcare. We talked about it a little bit today in the podcast where we talk about how, you know, there's some controlling factors behind our healthcare system now, our traditional healthcare system, and it's not really free market principles. That's why I wrote a book about it. Uh, I wrote a book called Sickened, How the Government Ruined Healthcare and How to Fix It. And we will be talking about that tomorrow with Spike Owen. I will also be telling you how um, Amazon has been trying to censor my book. And why would they want to censor my book? They haven't in 
you know, over almost a year now. Now all of a sudden come election time, they want to censor my book. Do they not want the truth to come out? Um, tune in tomorrow because I will talk a little bit more about that with Spike Cohen, Libertarian um, candidate for vice president. So you've been listening to Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham. Tune in tomorrow, noon to 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Thank you so much for listening. Mm-hmm.